Today we take a strange walk with Jesus and his friends. We begin with a happy time when Jesus gathered with his friends for a meal and then we joyfully entered Jerusalem singing Hosanna. But then a scary thing happens. Jesus dies and is buried in a tomb. But the story doesn't end there. That is just the beginning. Let us pray. Dear God, look on us, your family, a family that Jesus loves. Jesus was willing to suffer and die on the cross out of love for us. Help us to be ready to welcome Jesus in all we do and say. This is our prayer today and always. Amen. Today we get the chance to be a part of Jesus' story. When Jesus and his disciples gathered for the Passover supper, instead of sitting down for dinner, Jesus tied a towel around his waist and poured water into a bowl. He then knelt down on the floor and told his disciples he was going to wash their feet which were covered with dust and dirt. They couldn't believe their ears. Washing feet was a job for a servant, not Jesus. When he finished washing his disciples' feet, he sat down at the table and said, Do you know what I, your Lord and teacher, have done to you? I have given you an example that you should do as I have done. I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. By this shall the world know that you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. After Jesus washed the disciples' feet, they ate the Passover meal together. Jesus said the blessing, and then took a piece of bread, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Then he took the cup, said the blessing, and passed it around the table, saying, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for all, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, Jesus went to a garden to pray. He was sad and scared. He knew that there were people who wanted to hurt him. He asked his disciples to pray for him and with him, but they fell asleep. He felt very alone. One of Jesus' friends, Judas, knew that people were looking for Jesus, and he offered to help capture him. For betraying Jesus, Judas was given 30 silver coins. Judas led soldiers to Jesus and his disciples in the garden. Judas told the soldiers he would kiss Jesus so they would know which person to arrest. Jesus accepted the kiss sadly and wouldn't let any of his disciples try to stop the soldiers from arresting him. He didn't want anyone to get hurt. The soldiers tied Jesus' hands together and led him away to the house of the high priest. Most of his friends ran away, but Peter followed him from a safe distance. Peter always thought he would do anything for Jesus. At the Passover supper, Jesus said he knew someone would betray him, and Peter immediately said, Not me, never. Jesus told Peter, Before the morning comes, 
before the rooster crows three times, you will say you never even knew me. After Jesus was arrested, Peter followed the soldiers to the high priest's house. At the gate, a servant girl stopped Peter and said, aren't you one of his disciples? Peter nervously said, no, and kept walking, head down, avoiding eye contact. There was a fire in the yard outside of the house, and Peter stood around it, trying to keep warm. Someone who worked at the house looked closely at Peter and said, aren't you one of his disciples? No, I'm not, said Peter. Someone else said, you are. I saw you in the garden when he was arrested. With as much force as he could muster, Peter said, no, I don't even know him. And then the rooster crowed, just like Jesus said it would. Peter left the house, crying in shame and guilt. Inside the high priest's house, people were accusing Jesus of saying terrible things about God. None of them were true, but the high priest didn't care, and he declared that Jesus should be killed. The religious leaders weren't allowed to execute anyone, as it was against God's laws. So they took Jesus to the Roman governor, Pilate, and asked for him to put Jesus to death. Pilate wasn't sure about the charges against Jesus, and thought he was innocent, and even asked Jesus if he was a king. Jesus said, my kingdom is not from this world. Pilate told the leaders and the gathered crowds that he could release one prisoner and hoped they would choose Jesus, because he could find no case against him. Instead, they chose a terrible criminal named Barabbas. Pilate was afraid of the crowd, and so he let Barabbas go, and turned Jesus over to be whipped and crucified. The soldiers dressed him in a robe, and put a crown of thorns on his head, mocking him and saying, Hail, King of the Jews! At a place called Golgotha, which means the skull, Jesus was nailed to a cross and two criminals were nailed to crosses on either side of him. Jesus looked at the soldiers and then looked up to heaven and said, Father, forgive them. They don't understand what they are doing. The soldiers divided up Jesus's clothes for themselves. The crowd made fun of Jesus and insulted him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. Jesus said, I am thirsty. The crowd tied a sponge to a stick, dipped it in vinegar, and lifted it up to Jesus' mouth so he could take a sip. Then Jesus said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head. After Jesus died, a man named Joseph from Arimathea asked Pontius Pilate for the body of Jesus. He had been a follower of Jesus, but he hadn't told anyone because he was afraid of what they would think. Joseph took Jesus' body down, and he and another follower, Nicodemus, wrapped his body in linen and placed it in a tomb in a nearby garden. Some women who had followed Jesus from Galilee went with them and saw the tomb. The next day was the Sabbath, and God's law commanded that everyone should rest. They did, full of sadness. Very early on, the first day of the week, the women went back to the tomb. Even though the story is sad, the cross is a reminder that God loves us and will never leave us. So we touch the wood of the cross 
to remind ourselves of God's love in Jesus. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. We give our Savior and friend back to God. We lay his cross in a place of peace and rest. May his time among the dead and darkness be a time for us to think and pray, to see and do those things that remind us of God's love. So we pray the way that Jesus taught us as a reminder of Jesus with us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Today is Good Friday. What is so good about this Good Friday? There is deep goodness in the Good Friday because Jesus on the cross totally changed the trajectory of crucifixion or the symbol of cross. In Roman times, crucifixion is a capital punishment usually given to slaves, insurgents, those who rebel against the government, against the authorities, and the Roman people did not just stop there, but they made the crucifixion as an act of terror. It is like saying, if you step in my line, you are next. But Jesus, by his death on the cross, changed that scenario, changed that horror and terror of that crucifixion into a symbol of grace, of love, of selfless sacrifice. When we look at the cross, it recalls to our mind how wondrous and great the love of God for each one of us. He died for you and for me and for many and for the whole humanity for our sins. And Jesus' death on the cross is a substitutionary sacrifice. As I said, he died just for, not just for one person, for everyone. Only a person who has no sin can offer himself as a sacrifice so that our sins are forgiven and we are reconciled to God. So the cross depicts the selfless sacrifice of God. And secondly, it is substitutionary sacrifice for each one of us. The third one is Jesus died for us and paid his life as a ransom for many. The word ransom literally meaning it is paying off one's debt or releasing a captive from the prison. So Jesus paid us off from, her, from our bondage of sins, from the condemnation and gave us eternal life salvation and the gift of grace and love. The first artist who drew the picture of crucifixion had many 
characters in the crucifixion picture. As we all know, the crucifixion narrative has many roles to play, uh, which actually had put Jesus to death. And one of his friends came up and asked him about other characters and also the blurred figure there. He said it is the artist's reflection that he had drew there, saying that I'm identifying one among the people who have tortured, who have flogged, who have sneered him, who had mocked, and finally put him to death. And today, as we reflect on this Good Friday, as I said, the goodness, the deep goodness on this day is, whoever we are, with our shortcomings, with our failures, with our sinful nature, still we have that grace, that forgiveness, love and salvation that continuously flows from the cross. So it's a choice for us today as we, if we want to remain just a picture, just as a spectator looking at crucifixion or receiving Christ into our hearts and moving with hope for the glorious day that is awaiting for us. May God bless these words, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.